0: So, 2 of the Corner Booth presented by Procrastination Sports. Today is a special Super Bowl edition of the podcast. Mulraney and I will discuss prop bets, some food, and pick the winner of the big game. Be sure to check out the blog at procrastinationsports.com. All right, let's roll. Welcome back, everybody. Mulraney and I here. Super Bowl Sunday, getting ready for the big game. Chiefs 49ers in Miami. Mike, how do you want to do this? you want to start with the props or you want to pick the winner of the game? What are you feeling?
1: Let's let's do the game itself first and then we'll get into the props.
0: All right. Um, So I'll go first here. I've been thinking about this back and forth for the last few days. And I've sold myself on the Chiefs. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this game. I think the offense is something that the Niners' defense hasn't seen yet this year. I think it's high-powered. I think they have enough weapons to win this game any type of way, whether it's in a shootout or a dragout. I think eventually their offense is too good. They're going to score. I like Andy Reid with the extra time to prepare. I'm going Chiefs.
1: I'm on the opposite side of you, which I guess makes this a better podcast. I'm going to take San Francisco. I'm a sucker for running the football, playing good defense. I think that that translates no matter where you are. I'm always going to take the better defense on a neutral site. Uh, San Francisco has a ton of guys who can run the football. The The defensive line has four guys up front who can rush the quarterback, put pressure on Mahomes. I think that's what you need. To set up your defense in a way where they can kind of slow down that offensive attack. So I'm going to take San Francisco here.
0: I don't know why this Super Bowl seems different. Maybe it's because the Patriots aren't in it, and maybe a lot of people don't care. I shouldn't say don't care, but don't feel negatively towards one team. So I don't feel like there's been as much buzz as I remember with other Super Bowls. We talked about it on the previous podcast. Kobe might have had something to do with that, his passing. But I think it's mainly because the Chiefs and 49ers are both very likable. So whoever wins, I don't think anybody's going to be upset over it. I think you can root for Andy Reid. You can root for Kyle Shanahan. Everything you said makes sense. And that was kind of what I alluded to of just going back and forth. The Niners are one of those teams that I think could win this Super Bowl and then us as fans be like, oh, wow, they were actually really good. They've big time flown under the radar this year. And from the start, Of the season to now they've been the best team they've beaten everybody they had that stretch of schedule in the middle in the back end of the year a little bit where they played uh they went on the road in baltimore they beat the saints in the dome they beat they smothered the packers at home and those seahawks games are just you know they were back and forth both those games so yeah this team's good so everything you said makes sense and i could see this being one of those things like oh i'm an idiot and i didn't realize how good this team was till it's over
1: Yeah, the uh, San Francisco, I feel like, had a uh, lot tougher schedule going into this, both in the regular season, who they played in the playoffs, Kansas City playing a Houston team that was kind of out of it. They played uh, Tennessee, who was very one-dimensional. I do like the idea of Andy Reid having two weeks to prepare for this defense. I'm still kind of in that spot where if Andy Reid is going to do it, he needs to show me he's going to do it.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's kind of been known for being a phenomenal coach, and the big win has uh, has eluded him. Even in Philadelphia, he played in, like, what, like five NFC championships or something and only went to one Super Bowl? Yep. So, yeah, no, I think it's uh, – I just hope it's a good game, and that's cliche with the Super Bowl, but there's nothing worse than you get all jacked up to watch the big game. You have, like, a party or you go to a party – and then you turn around and the game's over. Like that Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl a few years back, like when it was like, oh, God, this is brutal.
1: That game was over before the pizza we ordered showed up.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that thing was. And then, like, I remember talking myself into it, like, all right, they got Peyton Manning. They're going to come back in the second half. And I think the first play of the second half, the Seahawks ran it back for a touchdown.
1: Oh, I yeah, coming good. right out of the break, Percy Harvin yeah. ran back a kick yeah. return.
0: Yeah, it was like, oh, all right, this game's over. All right, so there we have it. That, that makes for good podcasts and when we're on the opposite side of things. Um, I think a little bit of my decision was driven by the fact that I just love Andy Reid, so I'm just rooting for the Chiefs, but I've talked myself into it. So let's get into some of the props. What do you say, Michael?
1: Sounds good. Let's do it.
0: All right. So first off, obviously, I think maybe the most – I mean, obviously, the, though the line is one point, so it should go without saying that we both like the 49 er. You like the Niners. I like the Chiefs yeah. with and giving the points. All right. Probably one of the most famous and most popular prop bets is the coin toss. All right, so I'll give you my theory. I always go heads. Okay. So so I'll be taking heads, and this theory has proven me wrong time and time again, but I just – I can't trick my brain out of it. I just love calling heads. So when I was when I was coaching um, in the summer, coaching baseball, when you would play in like a big tournament, you would always – like the flip would be to determine who gets home field for the game. Yep. And – I had probably like a 15%, 10 somewhere between ten and twenty percent success rate on the coin toss, and I was just always picking heads, 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 heads. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just the heads guy, so I'm going to stick with heads tomorrow. I hope we get a good flip. Who is flipping the coin? I don't know. I don't. I, it, I haven't I seen hope that it's yet. Like, I hope it's like Dan Marino or somebody, somebody who's like going to be miserable that they got to like bring out there and flip a coin. Yeah, it's
1: got to be some kind of Miami native, either Dan Marino or. Mercury Morris has a lot That's of a uh, Dolphins holes. cred, and I don't know who else might do it. Maybe Ed Reed. There's got to be some Miami guy going into the Hall of Fame this year. so I'm Or gonna maybe take...
0: because it's the 100 years, maybe they'll bring out like Joe Montana because it's he's a Chiefs and Niners guy. That would make sense. That would be a good move by them.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it could be anybody. I'm sure that it's going to be somebody who actually flips the coin. You know, the last couple of years, you just have, like, older guys throwing it straight up in the air with the no year? rotation.
0: Remember the year they brought out, might have been last year or two years ago, when the first President Bush, they wheeled out in his wheelchair? The guy was, like, 95 years old. Yep, and
1: it didn't flip. He just, like, brutal. threw it straight up in the air. So I would say that I'm going to take Tails partially <laughs> for the point of the podcast and partially because Tails never fails. And so I don't have a story to back up heads. my point. I'm just going to take the opposite just because it makes for a better
0: radio. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the smart move is to pick everything that I go the opposite of everything I pick. Thank if you, you do that, you'd be the best gambler in the country. <laughs> if you just pick everything opposite of me, your your rate of winning would be like 70%. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, the big one, the national anthem over under. I got it at two minutes and four seconds, which seems a little bit heavy.
1: There's only like 64 words. Yeah,
0: but here's my theory. She's like a pop star, right? Demi Lovato. It's in Miami. You gotta ham it up a little bit in Miami. This isn't like this is Minnesota. Like this is, this is the bright lights of Miami. I think you gotta go. You gotta milk it. You gotta go over. She's like a national anthem veteran. She sang like seven national anthems in the last year. She did like three in the MLB postseason. She did an NBA playoff game, and now she's here in the Super Bowl. She's got a lot of experience with the anthem. So either the way I view this is either she's so comfortable singing it that she's just going to rattle right through it or she's so comfortable with it that like she's just she 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 knows it can be like a show. I've not I'm not a singer, so I don't know the 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 thought process. So I'm going to go I'm going to go over. I'm going to go. Over.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I think it was you that told me that this is the exact average Of the last four times she sang the anthem at a professional sporting event. So it's kind of, do you think she's going to go a little bit longer than her mean? And I think she will. Doing the national anthem at the Super Bowl is a big deal. These people, uh, you know, sometimes the anthem goes for like three minutes. Yeah. They just let it go. They soak in this moment for all it's worth. I don't really blame them for that. This is a big deal. You can argue it's the biggest music night of the year for the people involved. You can argue Most that,
0: exposure.
1: you know, 100 million people around the world watch this or however many it is. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the over as well. I like Demi Lovato to really stretch it out. Pop star. It's been a big year for her after her problems in the, in the past year or so. So I think she's going to milk this for all it's worth. I think she's going to go way over the two minutes and four seconds.
0: I think it could be an emotional performance. I think that's why you got to hammer the over here. Have you ever thought maybe like – you know, you and I are both like sports guys obviously and we love like diving into the games and the spring everything. But do you think maybe one year you should just like load up on the coin toss and just be like this is it. Like this is it. Let's flip this. The most this important thing is the off.
1: first 35 seconds of this broadcast.
0: Yeah, and then either be happy the rest of the night or be absolutely miserable and start, like, lashing out at people at your Super Bowl. Party. <laughs> What's your favorite anthem ever? You got one off the top of your head?
1: I don't think we were real for the Whitney Houston one. Or if we were, I wasn't. we were incredibly young. So I don't really have one off the top of my head. They don't really stick with me the way it might stick with other people. Some of that could be watching it in bars where there's no sound or... I'm not settled in my seat for the start of it yet. or I feel like uh, the last few years I've been maybe in transit while the anthem plays.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously I think every the right answer is Whitney's national. I mean, that's the gold standard for national anthems. Actually, when I was a flag football quarterback before every game, I listened to Whitney's national anthem. That's a fun fact. That gets you hyped. So, yeah, I would say Whitney's. We weren't alive for it, but definitely Whitney's. Yeah. We didn't talk about the over-under yet, which is set at 54 and a half for this game. Oh, boy. I've talked myself into the under. I hate it.
1: God, 54 is so many points. I feel like the last, I mean, obviously not last year, but probably three or four years in a row, there have been a lot of points scored. 54 is so many points. I'm going to go with the, I'm going to take the over on the off chance that Kansas City turns it into a shootout. I think that, The idea of these two offenses being better than the two defenses kind of sticks in my mind. 54 is so many points, but I'm going to take the over here just because I think there's a chance that we get the Super Bowl that everybody kind of wants to see.
0: Yeah, so here's my theory. So this is good because you and I are on the opposite sides of almost everything, which is not how we drew it up, we promise. Um, I really don't believe that the 49ers are going to come out here and throw the ball. I don't think they've been playing possum and, like, they're going to run the ball all year, all playoffs, and then just say in the biggest game of the year, Jimmy G, like, go light it up. I don't think that's going to happen. Therefore, I think for the first half of this game, it should be close enough with the Niners' defense and the Niners' ability to run the ball that even if Mahomes scores a little bit, they'll take enough clock off where it'll still be manageable in the under. So I think, like, the way the Niners run the ball and play defense, they might be able to slow down Mahomes enough for the time being. And on top of that, with their offense, they're just going to kill a lot of clock. Therefore, I don't – 54.5 is a lot. And I just don't feel – I hate going with the under. I really do. You always want
1: to root for points.
0: You always want to root for points. But at the same time, if it was 52, 51 and a half I'm going over. But 54.5 in the Super Bowl was a lot. The
1: Patriots-Falcons right. I mean, Super Bowl, where everyone scored a ton of points, I think was 34-28, which is just barely this over.
0: Right. And that shouldn't have been, even been that close. Like, if the Falcons run the ball, that game's over. Last year's Super Bowl, obviously, was no point. Now the now the Patriots-Eagles Super Bowl, that I think that was...
1: Thirty-three, twenty-nine, point. something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: that, that, that was a ton of points. Then we have like the Giants, Patriots Super Bowls. I, I would, I would. We didn't obviously. We don't. We don't do any research here because we're shit shows. But I would like to go back and look at our lifetime. I bet it's split pretty evenly as to like what's hit the over or the under because I can remember some low-scoring Super Bowls, but then I can recall some pretty bad blowouts too. So mm-hmm. and like high-scoring games. So I don't know. That's interesting, but. Yeah, I just think it's too many points and but then again, this could be kind of the trick like everyone like they want you to think that the Niners aren't going to score and then you look up and it's like a so here's the thing. I got to tell you. This year, I'm 2 and 0 with things I like to call dream games. Okay. Which is I go to bed, I have a dream about a game and I wake up and that game in my dream was correct. Like there was a random football game this year between like Memphis and like Tulsa had a dream game about it, nailed it. And then the other day I had a dream game about a college basketball game. Nailed that last night. I had a dream that this total went way over. Okay. So now I'm at a crossroads where do I ride with the dream game and put my perfect record on the line or do I go with my gut? Now, in my dream game, it was like 67 to like 48, which okay, seems a so little Okay, so it was high, preposterous. But I think it was telling me it's a clear over. So there you go. Take my perfect dream record and do what you want with it. All right, let's rattle, let's rattle off some of these quick ones. First team to score, who are you going with?
1: Kansas City. They have so many playmakers that something could break down or Hardman or Hill could return the kickoff. It could be, I think it's, there's so many options in Kansas City for them to do something wild.
0: I agree. First player to score, I'm going Kelsey.
1: I'm going to go with Hardman.
0: Okay. First score of the game, with my theory, I, I I have to go with Kelsey on a receiving touchdown. The other one I always like in the Super Bowl, though, is to pick one of the one of the kickers, bet them to be the first player to score, because I feel like a lot of times games start out with like a drive, and then you get the three points, yeah. so... Consider that. Over, under times Mike Shanahan has shown one and a half. It has
1: to be over because they're going to show him the first time he scores or they're going to show him early on. And then if the game is close late, they're going to show him.
0: And they'll like have the graphic like <laughs> Mike Shanahan won two Super Bowls, Kyle's father. I think they got to show him twice.
1: I think they twice to... is like the bare minimum they're going to show him.
0: Yeah, I would hammer that over because I think they're going to show him early. And then I think if the game is close or if the 49ers get, like, a late touchdown score, they'll show, like, his reaction, kind of like the Peyton-Eli reaction type thing. First coach to be shown after the kickoff, Reed or Shanahan?
1: I'm going to go with Andy Reed after the kickoff. I think that because he has a longer tenure and track record, that as soon as they kick the ball off or if the offense comes out, I think that's going to be Reed.
0: Yeah, I think it's guaranteed. Whoever has the ball first is going to be shown after the kickoff. So, but I I can just envision Andy Reid like in that red like poncho he's going to wear with the big, with the big note card. Yep, the, the big play card right after the kickoff. He looks like a guy they're going to show right away. J Lo and Shakira, the first song to be played at halftime. I know like three songs total, so this is going to be tough. for me.
1: It's going to have to be J Lo because she's the headliner. It's J Lo and Shakira.
0: Right. So and I think. Like, she's not going to play the, like, what's her, like, I don't, get on the floor. That's going to be my pick.
1: That's a, that's a strong pick. I think that, I don't know if she's going to go nostalgic right off the bat. To my knowledge, her and Shakira don't have a song together.
0: I don't think they do either. I thought they had that song, (coughs) Booty,
1: together. That's Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea, yeah, I was wrong. So, So, but that would be a good, like, Shakira, Hips Don't Lie, like, J-Lo kind of song, but. My gut tells me Jenny from the block. I think one. that's going to be what she would open up with for nostalgia's nostalgia sake. I would love mm-hmm. to see an over-under on A-Rod. How many have- times are going to show A-Rod? He's a Miami guy.
0: Actually, they, the, the, one of the props is just, will A-Rod be shown during the halftime performance? And I say no to during the halftime performance. He'll definitely be shown during the game, but during the halftime performance, I don't think they'll do any type of cutaway to him.
1: No. They would never cut away from the Super Bowl halftime show. The only chance is if A-Rod is on stage, which there's no chance he's on stage.
0: If A-Rod comes out in, like, a white, like, button-down, down down to his, like, belly button, like, with big sunglasses on dancing to, like, Jenny from the block, (laughs) that'd be awesome. I think, so I'm going to give you the one she's definitely going to play. Jenny from the block is definitely going to be played. Yeah. They're going to do, like, a duet type of thing of hips, of, uh, Hips Don't Lie. That's obvious. Yeah. They're going to do Get on the Floor at some point. They'll do, like, I think a She-Wolf type thing. That's her big song, right, Shakira? Yeah. So those are the four I think they'll probably do. And they probably won't do them in whole. They'll probably do, like, some type of, like... Medley. Yeah, perfect word, Michael. I was going to say montage wasn't the right word. Medley is the correct term. Good work. So this has kind of already been leaked, I think, a little bit. But the Gatorade color is always a big point of discussion. But... It started Purple started at, like, plus 270. It is now down in Vegas to minus 120. And there was a leaked report that the purple Gatorade will be honoring Kobe Bryant, so both teams will have purple Gatorade on the side. Wow.
1: Well, orange is also a big Gatorade color. So, right. orange might be an underrated bet here. But this is, is such a Goodell color? thing, where, like, the way they're going to honor him is the Gatorade color. It's It feels like a real... Like Roger Goodell said that we're gonna have to come up with something the last like four days to figure out how we're gonna do this.
0: It's it seems like a really shitty trivia.
1: Purple's moving like that for a reason. But if you're looking to make a couple extra bucks on your Gatorade bet to break even, I'm gonna take orange.
0: Okay, I like that. I guess I I, I mean I I always like to go purple because Riptide Rush is my favorite Gatorade ever. But I'm not gonna take it at Minus one twenty. Minus that's insane. For a Gatorade bet. Yeah, I think orange is popular, yellow is popular, and purple are probably the three. I don't think you're very – you're never going to see red because they don't want to, like, stain the the coats, I feel like, and get the coaches all pissed. So I think one of those three probably – yeah, I'm going to go purple, I guess, but I wouldn't take that. I think your your way of thinking is the right way to go there. What else do I have here? A couple more. Oh, speaking of Roger Goodell and the NFL being dumb, did you see that the tweet that the confetti is going to have tweets on it this year?
1: That's awful. No, I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, it's horrible. So there you go. One of the dumbest ideas I've ever heard of in my life. Just marketing wizards at the NFL. Which company will have the first commercial after kickoff?
1: I think the first commercial after kickoff is going to be the Mike Bloomberg Presidential Ad. Because <laughs> Bloomberg bought is. he bought a full minute. He paid like ten million dollars every single Sunday or every single basketball game, there's been like 74 Mike Bloomberg ads. Yeah. And I think that they're just going to play the one-minute Bloomberg ad and the 30-second Trump ad back-to-back right in the beginning. I would love that. I know that there's always this flash of like, Budweiser always buys an ad in the Super Bowl and GoDaddy and all these different places, but those guys get like the premium spot. Budweiser is like, between the first and second quarter, they show a couple ads, or there'll
0: be nothing like going to a Super Bowl party or having like your family over, thinking you're just gonna have a nice time watching the game, and then a political debate breaks out because of now we have political ads during the Super Bowl. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun for everybody. I'm sure that's what everybody's looking to do tomorrow. Uh, yeah, tomorrow's Sunday. Wow, had a little. Can't believe it's already here. <laughs> I'm gonna go Mountain Dew. Just because I saw that, like a preview of the Brian Cranston shining Mountain Dew ad, which looks pretty funny, so I'm hoping that that's early. Yep. I'm going to go Mountain Dew. Doritos is always a big one. Like you said, Budweiser. But now that we have dueling presidential ads, that should be interesting too when they're going to go in. Last one, MVP of the game. I'm going to go Mahomes. If I'm picking the Chiefs to win, I have to go Mahomes.
1: See, I took the over, and now and I kind honors. of regret it because I think... I think you're going to get good odds at Joey Bosa if San Francisco wins Um, because if San Francisco wins they're going to have to slow down Mahomes and I think that Bosa is going to be a major part of that but since I took the over, I'm going to take an over orchestrated by San Francisco is going to have to rely on either Emmanuel Sanders Kittle or Tevin Coleman or Mostar Hiddles, so,
0: Hiddle's 9-1. to
1: one. That's pretty incredible. I don't think Garoppolo is going to do enough to warrant it. No chance. So I'm going to go with my gut and say Bosa, even though I'm taking the over.
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, well, I guess in that scenario, it's kind of like throwing things at the wall and see what sticks. Bosa's 17-1. to one. Those are great odds for a guy like him who's an impact player on defense. Yeah. he gets two uh, or
1: three sacks and a strip late, they'll give it to him.
0: What are you doing for the game?
1: I don't know yet. I don't have any plans.
0: I'm having my mom, my sister, my in-laws over for the big game.
1: Wow. Flying yep. down from New York.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to be here for the game. I'm a big subplatter guy on Super Bowl, so I ordered my subplatter. Uh, I'm forcing my mom into the kitchen to make some like garbage bread stromboli type thing, which she's famous for. Did
1: you find yourself an Italian deli down there yet?
0: So I had one. It was very good. And the owner got sick and they closed it. Devastating. So there's really not an Italian deli down here. So it's a big time disaster for me. But I found... So I was really worried about it. But then I found this place. It's a bagel shop. But it's also a deli now that I found out. So I went there a few times. Excellent. So I'm very happy about this. The family's from Long Island. They moved down here, and they opened up a deli uh, bagel shop. So crisis averted there. And then we also have a butcher's market not far from me that does, like, all boar's head cold cuts. Shout out, boar's head. I'm a huge um, boar's head cold cut guy. It's a cold cut snob, and that's pretty good too. So I'm surviving. It's not like up in New York, but I'm surviving. I do miss the like array of Italian delis to pick from. Yeah, and I'll give a shout out to the greatest deli ever, Raganese, Albany, New York. I mean just absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, it's all right down here. So we're gonna have a bunch of food here, watch the game. I put up a blog about a fun game. You can play with your friends and family so you kind of get everybody involved in the game. You pick like 15 different uh, of the props. So
1: I got a, I was in the Super Bowl Square. I got two and two. That's horrible. That, that was bad. He gave me the sheet, and uh, he was like, here you go, and I gave him my, uh, well, allegedly gave him my money. Two and two, which so is So what are tough. you hoping
0: for, like 32 to 12?
1: I, uh, I looked this up because I knew it was bad right off the bat.
0: Yeah, that's no good.
1: No team in the 54 years of the Super Bowl, winner or loser, score has ended in a two.
0: That's not good, Mike. <laughs> Those no. are not good odds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not. So immediately I looked it up and I was like these are as bad as I think and they were.
0: I have one where it's 7 and 7. Not bad. But then I also have like a 9 and a 2. I have like Is a it six every
1: score change or quarters? Quarters. Ooh.
0: I have a 6 and a 4.
1: I had 6 and 4 last year. It's a lot tougher than you think to get there.
0: Yeah, that's not good. I was I was I was actually thinking of wasn't good right away, so I mean six and four is weird. What's that like? Somebody has to
1: miss an extra gotta point.
0: For, yeah, you got to hope for twenty four sixteen. Yeah. So yeah, seven and seven's my uh, my only hope. I think. Um, so yeah. You got anything else about the big game?
1: No, I am. Uh, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a good game. There's no storylines, so no, you just fun. sit there and enjoy the game, watch some commercials, hang out with your friends.
0: Yeah, that's it. I did want to mention, however, not to brag or put any light on me because that's not the type of guy I am, as you know. But I cut myself shaving this morning and I still showed up to do this podcast. So. There
1: you go. Never miss a day.
0: Nope.
1: Bell check. Nope. No days off.
0: No, do your job. That's why I'm here. So remember to check out our blog, which is skyrocketing right now. We're actually doing very well. Thank you to everybody who's listening to this, who's reading. Keep on reading. Keep on spreading the word. You guys are awesome. So check it out at procrastinationsports.com. That's procrastinationsports.com. A lot of content up there, more content to come. Mike and I will be back next week after the Super Bowl. to Recap Everything, Episode 3 of The Corner Booth will be here next week. Stay tuned for all our additional content and what we're putting out on the blog. Thanks, everybody. Talk soon.